High school football season in the Mountain State is back. Join us on Thursday, August 26th for the EPAC season opener as the Hedgesville Eagles battle the Washington Patriots. Power formation here for Washington. It is Wogan behind center. He will take the snap, go off right guard into the end zone. It's a Washington Patriot touchdown. And no doubt about that one, as you said. Coverage begins with the sports mix at 5 p.m., followed by the pregame show at 6 and kickoff at 7, right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis and Nick Verzellini. Welcome in to the August 19th edition of the Sports Mix right here on Talk Radio WRNR, 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10. That's on TV10, Comcast Channel 10 in Berkeley and Jefferson Counties, as well as on our TV10 our TV10 Facebook, I was saying YouTube for some reason, and our WRNR underscore Sports Mix Twitter. How you doing today, Nick? I'm doing well, Spencer. How about you? Pretty good. Uh, didn't have to call in this morning for the morning sports mix, did you? No, we're going to delay that until uh, high school football season starts up because really we don't have much local uh, stuff to talk about right now. So um, delay that so then we can kind of have that focus on local in the morning. Yeah, it'll be good to focus on local. Speaking of local, a week from today we'll be calling the first EPAC game Thursday night opener that is Hedgesville at Washington. You excited for that, Nick? I'm thrilled, man. I mean, we get high school football, get back on the headset, call some uh, what should be an exciting game. You know, two programs that all time, I think it's seven to six since they started doing that series. So it's been very competitive between those two teams. Hedgesville's looking for its first win in two years. Washington is coming off of a pretty solid season, but they have a lot, uh, I think, to replace this year. So they're trying to figure out their team. Should be a really good game. I'm really excited for it. Should be a good, uh, great game. I'm excited to get you get back with you on a game last time we did the game together was in college probably was, a baseball game or who knows nah, no it would have been a basketball game because been a of bas- COVID. probably january or february of 2020 yeah so it's been a while been a long time uh, before we get into the show this show is sponsored in part by brown's funeral home and cremation robert fields and sons a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880 so first we'll talk we'll recap the nats game they played the Second game to end the short series against the Blue Jays at home yesterday. That game was an afternoon game and uh, got going pretty early in the top of the first inning or bottom of the first inning when Juan Soto hit a three-run shot. Here's the three-run shot. Now the set of the pitch. Soto swings, drives it in the air to deep left field. Back goes the left fielder, Goriel, and it is gone. Goodbye! A Shot over the left fielder's head and over the wall for an opposite field three-run home run for Juan Soto. His 20th home run of the year. RBI 64, 65, and 66. A laser beam hit by Soto at 110 miles an hour, 386 feet of the estimated distance. And Juan Soto for the Nationals with home run number 20. That heard right here as we're part of the Washington Nationals radio network. And then in the top of the second, the Blue Jays came back with a solo shot from Teoscar Hernandez to make it 3-1. And then Josiah Gray hit a single, an RBI single for his first MLB hit. What do you think about that, Nick? You get your guy. You're you talking hitting. about him. Your I pitcher mean, hits in his, what is it, the third game? Yeah, and he's the future. So you need to talk about him because guess what? He's your guy going forward. And then in the top of the third, Marcus Simeon, he had a solo shot to make it 3-2. And then Mr. National in the bottom of the sixth inning hit a pinch hit RBI signal to make it 4-2. Then Corey Dickerson hit a two-run shot to tie the ball game. And then Marcus Simeon came up and hit his second solo shot, this one back-to-back to to put the Blue Jays on top 5-4. And then in the bottom of the seventh, Josh Bell came up and did this. Second and first. And is ready. He deals. 
Swinging a long drive, right center field. This one's got a chance. It's way back there toward the wall, and it's gone. Nationals lead 7-5. Three-run opposite field home run, number 20 of the season for Josh Bell. It clears the big wall in right center into the first row. And the Nationals treat their former teammate quite rudely. A solo walk of Bell. That was Brad Hand they were referring to as Brad Hand got dealt to the Blue Jays. Yeah, it was funny when I was doing my uh, sports report. I did like a double take because I was like, wait, Brad Hand got the loss? And then I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> they traded him to Toronto. Right, that makes sense now. And then later in that inning, Carter Keyboom came up and put the icing on the cake with a solo shot, made it 8-5, to five, and the Nats won 8-5 to five last night, two in a row after a bad losing streak. Yeah, and the bats are really coming alive for Washington. You know, this is 20 runs in two games. Um, the other team's been getting runs. You know, Toronto put up 11 runs in two games, but – this could be a sign of some of those young guys starting to fit well in the system. And if that continues, you know, and you get some good progress here toward the end of the year, you could be looking at, you know, some momentum heading into next year. And I think this series with the Brewers, while it isn't big for the standings, is big for this team's confidence going forward because they're going to face some probably some pretty good pitching. I mean, Milwaukee's got one of the best pitching staffs in baseball. Yeah, and they're off today. They do not they're, – they're – Travel day to Milwaukee tomorrow for a three-game set. Still pitching is to be determined for the Nats. Uh, after they don't have Joe Ross, you mentioned that the other day in your sports report in the morning. Uh, no Joe Ross. He's shut down for the season with a partially torn UCL, and I believe, if I heard correctly, does not need surgery, which is right. Good. Yeah, he doesn't need surgery, so or at least as of now, doesn't need surgery. That could change if they get a further evaluation, but they're hoping that he'll be back for the spring uh, to help this rotation. And you look at the Brewers are leading the Central at a 74-47 and record. They've won four straight, have a run differential of plus 117. So if you can take one game from that series, I think that's a win for your for the Nationals. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think they want to take at least one but if they could take two and really get it going, um, you know, not again, it's not necessarily about playoffs at this point, but confidence. And with Corbin Espinino, you know, Corbin's going to be back next year, so you need him to be pitching well. Espino isn't necessarily, you know, a guy that they're going to have in the rotation. So, you know, guys like him and Fetty who will pitch against Miami, you know, those guys need to kind of prove themselves. And that's what these games are going to be for, especially when we get into September, when you get the call-ups. You know, who's going to prove themselves that they should be a part of the 2022 Nationals? Because 2021's over in terms of contending for anything. Yeah, that, it, I mean, yeah, for the Nats, you're, I mean, you are 12 games back. You never know what can happen. But they've already basically given up the season while, tra- while trading by trading away Scherzer and Trey Turner among Kyle Schwarber and others. Yeah, it's not the same team you once had where you maybe thought, okay, they might do some damage or at least contend in a pretty muddled uh, NL East. That doesn't appear to be the case anymore. Atlanta's starting to pull away, it looks like. Uh, The Phillies have been playing better as of late, but now they're on a three-game losing streak. And then the Mets, we talked about them yesterday, how they can't hit, so... It looks like it's Atlanta's division to lose at this point. And the wild card's out of question for Washington. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no no thing to happen. And I believe I saw the that the Braves took sole possession of first place for the first time this season at all in the last couple of days. Yeah, I mean, you look at the numbers, and Atlanta's the best team. Like, they're nine, they've won nine of their last ten. Everybody else has a losing record in the last ten games. They're on a six-game winning streak. Their run differential is positive. Nobody else has a positive run differential plus 86 on the season. I'm surprised, though, that they've kept it up without Acuna, which I thought when he got hurt, we might see somebody else jump them in the NL East or somebody yeah. else might become the best team. But It's kind of like the Padres with Tatis. Yeah, because I, I, Acuna's their guy, and he's kind of the heart and soul of the team, but they've kind of rallied without him, which is shows, I guess, how much talent that roster really does have. All right, well, we've hit our first break. 
This segment was sponsored by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. And if you don't like it, they'll take it back. That's HagerstownFord.com. We come back. We'll talk NLAL MVP race, NLA, NL and AL Cy Young Awards, and we'll get into a little debate about who's the best hitter in the MLB. That's next on the Sports Mix. This is Eric from Hagerstown Ford. I want to thank you for your continued support of helping Hagerstown Ford's efforts to be number one in the region. As we get closer to this extremely aggressive goal, I want to recap why Hagerstown Ford should be your only consideration when buying your next vehicle. Number one, we have the best prices from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C., from Hershey, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland. I assure you, price will not be the reason you don't buy from Hagerstown Ford. Number two, we have a real return policy that's better than Walmart. Seriously, if you don't like it, return it. We'll give you three days to make sure you love your new ride. And finally, we'll bring your new car, truck, or SUV to you, just like Amazon does. Never step foot in a dealership again. Stop the silly back-and-forth negotiations that make everyone crazy. It's dumb, and it's a total waste of time. Besides, we hate it worse than you do. Simply log on to HagerstownFord.com and let us make your next buying process fun, easy, and risk-free. What do you got to lose? Visit HagerstownFord.com and let us cater to you. See dealer for details. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. When you've been in a wreck, you're hurting, you're confused, the insurance company's calling you. Insurance companies are not your friend. They have a duty to their shareholders, not to you. That's why you need to call us to make sure that you're maximizing what you are entitled to. We've recovered over $100 million for our clients. Every case is different, no result is guaranteed. But one thing's for sure, we'll treat you like family. Please join us for the Rocks Local Market Grand Opening at 8310 Martinsburg Pike on August 25th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. for food, fun, and games. Shepherd athletes will be there testing their athletic prowess in giant beer pong, plinko, and other fun events. Tell your friends about it. Tell their friends about it. All of Rock's friends and neighbors are invited to come by for a cup of coffee and sit a spell. That's 8310 Martinsburg Pike on August 25th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back into the August 19th edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Dupuy joined alongside Nick Verzellini, happy to have you with us for Thursday afternoon here in the Eastern Panhandle of West Virginia. And not much to talk about on the home front, uh, but we'll talk about uh, NL and AL, both MVP and Cy Young candidates. Um, for the NL, I think my candidate, as much as I don't want to say this, it's got to be a guy on the Dodgers. It's got to be Max Muncie for me. He's got uh, 28 home runs, 22 doubles, 98 hits, 75 RBIs. He's been walked nearly 70 times and only struck out 79 times. And uh, he's got a 276 average, but he's on one of the best teams in baseball. What about for you, Nick? I mean, they're the best team in baseball, and I think Fernando Tatis has to be the MVP, though. Even though his team isn't as good as Max Muncy's, you know, 295 average, 34 homers, 75 ribbies. And he's only played in 91 games. He's played, I think, 16 less games than Muncie has this season. And he's has more home runs. And what he does for that team, we saw how much they were struggling without him. He comes back, and they're right back to being one of the best teams in baseball as of late. So I think his value, which is what you were discussing when you were talking about MVP, is higher than Muncie's. While Muncie's a great player, 
I just think he gives more to the Padres, or Tatis gives more to the Padres than Muncy will ever give to the Dodgers because the Dodgers have that great pitching rotation. The Padres have a good pitching rotation, but they haven't produced at the same level that you expect. While the Dodgers have the best in baseball, arguably, in terms of names, and they've produced well. So I think what Tatis gives to the Padres is just more than what Muncy's going to give. I know he struggled at times defensively, but I just think that bat is so valuable, and the the energy he brings is just more valuable than what Max Muncy's going to give you. Then switching over to the AL, who's your uh, MVP? This one's not a debate. You know, you could throw another name in there, but it's Shohei Otani. I mean, he's doing something we've never seen. I know Babe Ruth did it, but he, he, he does it on a completely different level than Babe Ruth in terms of pitching at a high level and hitting at a high level. He just hit his 40th home run last night. The guy's insane. He he might be having the best baseball season without performance-enhancing drugs that we know of um, ever, right? That we know of. Yeah. I mean, you never know. Something might come out of two years that he was on something while we I w- know that Barry Bonds he's PEDs yeah. he has the best season from a hitting perspective ever but we know that it's tarnished while I want to agree with you I can't agree with you um only for the sheer fact is that I think Vlad Guerrero has done more with more plate appearances less strikeouts Shohei Otani struck out 144 times in a 409 plate appearances Vlad Guerrero's only struck out 87 times in 435 plate appearances, played in two more games. He has 11 more runs. He has 26 more hits. He has five less doubles, four less triples, and just five less homers, but one more RBI, has about uh, nine more walks, and he's hitting at 313. What's, you, you just can't. What's Vlad Guerrero's ERA? How many innings has he pitched this year? None. <laughs> what does Otani do? I mean, the guy's eight and one of a two nine seven. Yeah, but Otani's doing something that or two seven nine. Otani's doing something that can't be kept up for long term in the MLB. There's no it's way Otani is kept though. up long term. You ask me, who's the AL MVP this season? He didn't say who's yeah, going to be the, the Dodgers, better player. Where, where are the term? Angels going? Where are they going at the end of September? Where are the Blue Jays going? Probably nowhere. They might make the wild card, but it's not looking great. They have a better chance though. By two games. They're only two games ahead of the the uh, Angels. And we know in baseball, too, or they're three and a half. But we know in baseball, too, like players have won MVP and not made the playoffs. Mike Trout's done it numerous times in L.A. So it's not like the NFL or even the NBA where typically you're like, well, they got to be the one seed or they got to be on a really good team to qualify for MVP. Usually it's just whoever the best player is. And Shohei Otani with everything he does, has been the best player in baseball, without a doubt. But you look at a guy like Vlad Guerrero and the Blue Jays, they just, I believe in the last three weeks, started playing at their home stadium. They've had a mock home stadium in America, or in the United States. He's been playing in a minor league stadium, which makes it easier to hit home runs. Smaller field. But still, you're not playing at home. You You don't have the fans cheering for you. There's Buffalo Blue Jay fans. I think they should move to Buffalo anyway. Really? Yeah, I like that team name, Buffalo Blue Jays, baby. Okay, why do you think overall? Why do you think they should move? I don't think they have much of a fan base in Toronto. Not much of a fan base. Yeah, they have a great stadium. Yeah, it's inside. Nobody likes inside stadiums. Nobody likes inside stadiums. <laughs> I don't. You don't like them? Not for baseball. Baseball is a game that should be played outside. What if it rains? <laughs> then you rain to like what if it, it and storms? you play it the next day. I mean, you say that for every sport. I feel like sports. Like baseball, where it's all about the atmosphere. It's all about the view, right, at your park. You know, PNC Park, it's got that great view of the river. Uh, Camden Yards has the the uh, warehouse. The uh, the uh, what? The warehouse. <laughs> the warehouse. The warehouse. Yeah. Which is a cool view. Yeah. You don't get that at, in Toronto. You just get a big dome to look at. But you gotta you could be in the in the dome in the in the stadium and also be in a hotel and you could be in your hotel room and you could be watching the game. Okay, I could do that on my couch. If I'm going to the game, it's more than just I want something else to enjoy, which the view could be enjoyable. Fair point. Especially when you're a fan of a bad team like I Fair am. Fair point, but I think this all <laughs> goes back to you not wanting Guerrero because he's in your division. No, yeah. I think Vlad Guerrero is a great player. I, I really do. I wish he was an Oriole, but he's not. 
And I wish a lot of people were Orioles. But, look, I don't think it has anything to do with that. The guy's having a great season. If Shohei Otani didn't exist, he would be the American League MVP, without a doubt. But Shohei Otani's doing something we've never seen, we may never see again. You can't not give the guy the MVP. I don't care how many games his team – he say he could be on the worst team in baseball and be putting up the numbers he's putting up, and I'd still give him the MVP. I would still give Vlad Guerrero the MVP. He's doing he's doing great things at the plate for a team that is not the best. Okay. Well, I mean, that's your argument. We're talking about hitters. We're not talking about hitters. We're talking about who's the MVP. Yeah, but but pitcher has won MVP before. Yeah, but overall we're going to talk about best hitter. Well, that's not the debate right now. That is the debate right now. Okay, well then it's not Otani. He's not the best hitter in baseball. I thought you just said he was. No, he's the best all-around player in baseball. Who's the best hitter, then? It might be Guerrero. I don't know. I'd have to look into that a little bit more. All right, we'll get into that in a second. Before we, We'll do Cy Young predictions before we do that. Who you got for the NL Cy Young? Um, That's a tough test. Uh, I'd have to, you know, give me a second on that. You got anybody prepared? Um, I have to say it's got to be Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer pitched extremely well for the Nats. He didn't get the run back that the run backing that he has so far with the Dodgers, with a team that just has an offensive weapons everywhere you look. And when he came to LA, what did he do? He went seven innings. He gave up almost no runs. Maybe I think it was two runs, but then they scored seven runs. He's just unbelievable on the mound, and he continued that even after getting traded. I think it's got to be Max Scherzer for a year that you don't see a lot of pitchers that you're used to in the Cy Young race. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was going to say DeGrom, but obviously he hasn't pitched in a while, so that's why I didn't want to. He's still shut down. Yeah, I didn't want to go with him because I had to rethink it there. So I'd go with Kevin Gosman because he's been such a surprise. He's been on one of the worst offenses, or at least we expected to be one of the worst offenses in baseball in the Giants. But really – and, and the numbers have shown that, I mean, they don't have a great lineup, but somehow they're the best team in the NL West, and Gosman's been a huge part of that. And he's been a very big surprise for this team. Um, he has the second-best earned run average in the National League, but he also gets wins, which I think is huge when you're talking about uh, Cy Young, and he's got the strikeouts. He's got 169 strikeouts, which is one less than Scherzer. You could argue for Corbin Barnes, but... You know, I'm going to go with Gosman because I think being on the best team and being such a huge part of that, you got to give credit to that. And the 2-4 ERA, the 69 strikeouts, and the 12 wins, which I think is what puts him ahead of a guy like Burns. He doesn't have as many wins on the year, so I think that's what gives Gosman the edge. You know, he's 8-4 and four and only has six more strikeouts and a slightly better ERA. So who are you thinking for the AL? A.L. Cy Young, I think it's Lance Lynn. You know, he's been, again, a kind of a surprise, but a 10-3 and record for the White Sox, 2.26 earn run average, 141 strikeouts. He's had a great season, and, again, it's it's a surprising year, and I think while he doesn't eat up a ton of innings, he's been a huge part of their success. Hitter, hitters are hitting just 200 off of them in the last eight games. Um for me, I, I think it's Lance Lynn. For me, I, I think although the numbers have gone up over the last couple of weeks, I think he's going to settle back down like he did after going back up. I think it's got to be Garrett Cole again. I think he's going to repeat. Though he's got, yeah, a, but he's got that spider tack. Does he? He did at the beginning of the year. He never. It's never really confirmed. He may yeah. have had a very awkward Since press they, conference. He, he may have they. had a very, 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 very awkward press conference. They, did he get suspended? Uh, no. But exactly. as soon as, as soon as they got rid of it or they made it against the rules, his spin rate down down went down. So why why that happen? He obviously was using something. I mean, maybe he was just feared that they were going to think he was using something. <laughs> so he decided to pitch worse, <laughs> so that nobody Probably. tested him. I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I maybe it. he doesn't want to get tested. You never know. He could. Maybe he fears that kind of stuff. I mean, he's got a 3.4 ERA, but he's 11 and 6. He has 185 strikeouts. He has down a little bit. 46 earned runs. That's that's a little bit down from what he was in 2019 with the Astros. But I think he's. 
I think he's got a good chance if the Yankees can finish out the year pretty well and and get over the race. I think he if the if the Yankees win the AL East, it's because of the pitching of Garrett Cole. Mm, it's because they have probably the best lineup power wise in baseball. I would think. Mm. We'll see. <laughs> they're five your, games back, so they're not winning the AL East. They could. Tampa Bay's too good. We got a whole good. month and a half. Tampa Bay's too good. We got a month and a half. Hey, hey, Tampa Bay. We got a month and a half. Yeah, that's the Bucks song. Yeah. We do have a month and a half, but give me the give me the race. Give you the race. Yeah. All right. So, who's your best hitter in baseball? Best hitter in baseball. That's a question. You know, and I would go with your boy. I'd go with Vlad. As the best hitter. It's hard to argue. Like I said, he'd be the MVP if Otani didn't exist. I think just his complete overall hitting is very impressive. Now, I mean, he's fifth in hits, and typically when you see power guys, they don't necessarily rack up a lot of hits, but they'll rack up a lot of homers. He's great average-wise. He gets RBIs. He he really just does it all. So he'd be my choice. My choice. This may sound like a homer choice, but I think he's he's – Really good. He's just he's continually every single week he's getting better. And he hit a three run shot last night in the first inning to get the Nats up. It's got to be Juan Soto. He, this year he's got 109 games played, 362 at bats, 110 hits, 66 RBIs, 92 walks. He's his walks are going up huge numbers, huge numbers and walks, less strikeouts than he's used to. 20 home runs. Yeah, that's a little low. With a 304 average, though, if you're you're getting bat on ball, you're getting hits consistently in the league. I think, I think Juan Soto is gonna the best hitter in baseball and will be over the next five or six years. Yeah, you know, Juan Soto's a good player, and I think he's definitely in the conversation. But I just think, in terms of consistency and staying healthy and just pure hitting, I mean, Vlad Guerrero, like I said. Hits for power, 35 homers. That's 15 more than Soto. Now, I know Soto's had injuries, but still, you know, 20 doubles, um, only one triple, but 88 ribbies, only struck out 87 times. That's an impressive number that you brought up, and I didn't realize how low his strikeout rate was. I mean, for the amount of bats at bats he's gotten, that's impressive. His war is good at 4.5, I believe. Yeah, so... He's, to me, 4.8 war. So that's ranked 7th in the league, which, again, isn't completely hitting. But since he mainly DHs or sometimes plays first, you know, I think that speaks a lot to how much of an impact he has as a hitter, purely. Yeah. Well, we've hit the time. we gotta get, we got to pay the bills, as they say. we got to pay the bills. Uh, this segment was sponsored in part by... Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one. First, Kent Parsons Ford or Parsons Ford of Martinsburg.com. We'll be back and we'll break down some of the best matchups this NFL season next on the Sports Mix. Today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you. In three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Be part of the Nats' bright future and join the team. The future, here it is. Become a Nats Plus member for guaranteed opening day tickets. Up to 30% off concessions and merchandise. Exclusive events with Nationals players and more. Premier plans start at just $19 per game with flexible payment options. We can't spell early W without you. Rock Wool is one of the world's leading manufacturers of stone wool insulation products and is seeking motivated individuals like you to join their team right here in Ranson, West Virginia. 
Right now, open roles include general operator, warehouse person, machine technician, and electrical and instrumentation technician. All Rockwool employees receive competitive salaries starting at $17.50 per hour, five-day work weeks, and eight-hour shifts, plus full benefits package on day one of employment, including health, dental, and vision coverage for employees and their families, paid time off, educational reimbursement, a 6% 401k match, and more. If you want a well-paying job and the potential for a rewarding career with a top employer that offers exceptional employee support and development opportunities, visit rockwooljobs.com radio for information on all current job openings right here in Ranson, West Virginia. Apply now at rockwooljobs.com radio. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to the Thursday, August 19th edition of the Sports Mix. We'll get into a a little breakdown of the NFL schedule. We'll see how far we get today. Yeah. Uh, Again, like we said earlier, you know, there's not really that much going on in sports, but the big thing coming up is the NFL season, and we said earlier, too, that you know high school's right around the corner, so we figured why not look at some of these games uh, and at least get through probably half the season today and maybe the rest of the season tomorrow and figure out uh, the favorite matchups. Yeah, so... Uh, or the, the best matchup. So the best matchup, we'll just, we'll just run through some of the key matchups each week and then we'll get into what their what your opinion is on the best one. So the first matchup opening night on Thursday, you'll get Dallas at Tampa Bay. That's 820 NBC. That's Thursday, September 9th. And then a full slew of Sunday games, Philadelphia at Atlanta, Pittsburgh at Buffalo, Los Angeles Chargers at Washington, uh, Seattle Seahawks at Indianapolis, Cardinals at Tennessee. Um, any other good ones down here? Cleveland at Kansas City. Miami at New England, Green Bay at New Orleans, Denver at New York, Chicago at the Rams, and then on Monday night, your Ravens are playing the Raiders on Monday Night Football. That will be on ESPN and ABC. This thing also shows us the ticket prices, Spencer. Yeah, interesting. You see, my my Ravens have the highest ticket price right there. Well, (laughs) your Ravens? Yeah, I believe they're not playing in Baltimore. They're playing at yeah. At I know that's Stadium why they have the Vegas. highest ticket price. But I'm just saying it's because who's coming to Vegas? Because nobody wants to see the Raiders. You know what's funny about this? Colin who's, McLaughlin has the Raiders going 0 and 17. By the way, we'll we'll get into that <laughs> next week potentially. Um, look at the price, the highest price and the lowest price. Who has got the lowest price? Uh, the Lions. No. Oh. The Washington football team. $35. You know why? Because nobody wants to go to their game. They want to listen to it right here on Talk Radio WRNR. Yeah, that's what it is. We'll have that game for you at 1 p.m. We'll have pregame at 11 a.m. on Sunday, September 12th. Um, but so who do you think, what what game do you think is the most anticipated best game of that weekend? I'm going to go with Arizona at Tennessee. I think that's an interesting matchup. And while it may not have a lot of significance long term, you know, you got some of the best stars in the league in that game. Kyler Murray, obviously, for Arizona. Derrick Henry for Tennessee. Hopefully, DeAndre Hopkins. I don't really know what's going on with him. Have we got an update on him? I don't think so yet. Because no. if it's something with he doesn't want to get the vaccine, which is whatever, but you know he may not have played this season. But if he's playing, yeah, I mean, you got him. I think Arizona needs to take that step this year because – Last year, we kind of saw them at times look really good, but kind of fall apart toward the end of the year. And then Tennessee might have the best offense in the NFL this season on paper. You have Ryan Tannehill, who I think is a much better quarterback than people give him credit for. You have Derrick Henry, who's the best pure running back in the league. And Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, that might be the top one-two wide receiver punch in the league. So I'm interested to see if they're legit. Uh, Arizona's defense might not give us the best look for that, but – I think that's just an exciting 1 p.m. game to to take a look at. I think mine has got to be it's got to be the uh, divisional the um, uh, the 
A uh, American or why am I thinking? I don't know what AFC. <laughs> it is American, the American yeah. Football Conference. I don't know why I just lost that in my head right there. I'm thinking it's the AFC divisional matchup from last season's postseason. The Cleveland Browns, or well, yeah, Cleveland at Kansas City. That's 4:25 on CBS. Uh, I think that's going to be one of the best games. I think you got a Cleveland team coming back that's got a lot to say about what they want to do coming up this season and, and make sure last season wasn't a fluke. You got a lot of players on that team, but then you got you got Kansas City that wants to prove that they are one of the best teams in the league and that yeah, they, they lost have much a, to prove. Yeah, but, but they lost the Super Bowl after saying they were going to be the best after, you know, being one of the best teams. They lost it 31 to 9. That's a that's a big difference in a game when you're supposed to be a huge Super Bowl contender, it should be a closer game. So I think they got a lot to prove, but they beat the the Browns 22 to 17 on January 17th in the divisional round. I think that'll be a good opening week matchup to see where both teams are after last year. Yeah, I'd agree that that's an interesting game. Um, I kind of don't like the way they did the schedule because just based on matchups, like you think, okay, Tampa Bay obviously has to kick off the season, so that makes sense. But, like, Cleveland-Kansas City should be the Sunday night game. And then I think the Ravens-Vegas game isn't that interesting if you're a national fan. So I would think the game I pitched as the best game, the Tennessee Cardinals game would be a better Monday night game. It but again, they got to they got to put every team in prime time. So I don't know how they decided that throughout the year. But those are probably the three best games right there. Now on to week two, it starts with Washington football team at home on Thursday night, September sixteenth. You can hear right here on Talk Radio WRNR one hundred six point five FM AM seven forty. Coverage at six twenty, I believe, with tip or tip kickoff at at eight twenty um and then you got cincinnati chicago houston cleveland los angeles indianapolis um 49ers eagles vegas pittsburgh denver jacksonville that'll be an interesting one to look at uh minnesota arizona tennessee seattle kansas city baltimore detroit green bay what's your matchup well, you know, I got to go with the Chiefs and the Ravens. But the Ravens got to get over that hump. They can't beat Kansas City. That's been proven the past couple of years. If they're going to do it, it's got to be that game, right? I mean, they got to eventually beat them, I feel like, unless they're this that much better than the Ravens. And that's a Sunday night game in Baltimore. It seems like it's kind of rare for Baltimore get, to get big home games. I, I'm intrigued by that one, obviously. I mean... It didn't live up to the hype last year. Can it live up to the hype this year? I hope so. I hope the Ravens finally get over the hump and knock off the Chiefs. Looking forward to that one. And then for me, I think it's got to be New York at Washington. That'll be a Thursday night game after both teams play opening week. Um, It's going to be a snooze fest. Don't say that. Come on. Nine to six, Daniel Jones on Thursday night football. No way. But you got got the – Two of the best defenses. You got the Giants in the late window at 425 on Sunday and Washington in the early window at 1 p.m. Not much travel involved. The Giants are not in mile high, so they're not having to worry about coming back from Denver and then everything. But I think that'll be a great game to see where the Washington defense is on a short rest. I think if they live up to their hype, they're going to be on really short rest and see where Fitzmagic is overall good thing for those teams too it's even though it's a crucial divisional game early in the season on a thursday it is early in the season so they don't have to have the rest of the season behind them it's only week two so the rest won't be as big of a factor i don't think and i think that's good that the nfl did that because you don't want to see you know quick turnarounds late in the year kind of decide divisions if it does yeah, and I think and we'll move on to week three quickly here. Starts with the 23rd of September, Carolina at Houston, and notables on Sunday, Washington, Buffalo, Chicago, Cleveland, Indianapolis, Tennessee divisional game, uh, Chargers, uh, Chiefs, forty or uh, Saints, Patriots, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh divisional game, uh, Arizona, Jacksonville, Tampa Bay Rams, that'll be a good game. And Green Bay 49ers, that'll be a great game. Caps off with a divisional matchup, Eagles versus the Cowboys. What's your big game that week? 
Hmm. There's a lot to choose from there. I'm going to go with... I like this this uh, Tampa Bay LA. I think that's the best one. Brady versus that Rams defense. We'll see if Stafford's legit. You know, everybody's been saying for years, oh, this guy will be good once he gets, you know, on a better franchise. Well, he's on a better franchise now. Can he put it together? That's a 425 kick. That should be the primetime afternoon game kind of that will be on reg- or nationally for most part. So I think that's an interesting one. I think for me it's got to be that Sunday night Green Bay Packers 49ers game. Uh, see what Aaron Rodgers can do and see who's, at, who's quarterbacking for the 49ers. I think that, that'll be a great NFC game. Yeah. And then, we'll see on who's – like you said, the quarterback situation in San Francisco I think – will kind of decide how good they are. I, I think Trey Lance might end up being the guy, but at that point in the season, it's probably going to be Jimmy G. And, of course, Rodgers returning to his home state of California is always interesting. And then we move on to week four, which will be the last for this segment. Uh, kicks off the 30th of September with Jacksonville at Cincinnati. That's my game. I can't wait. I hope you're being sarcastic. <laughs> Houston, Buffalo, uh, Carolina, Dallas. Indianapolis, Miami, Cleveland, Minnesota, uh, Kansas City, Philadelphia, Arizona, Chargers, uh, Seattle, San Francisco, great divisional game, uh, Baltimore at Denver, Pittsburgh, Packers game, and then Sunday night football is Tampa, New England, and then to close it out, it's Vegas at the Chargers. What's your big game? I think it's an obvious one, Tampa, New England, because, I mean – Brady's return to New England. You can't really argue against that. But, yeah. I mean, that's the one that stands out, I think, is probably the biggest game of the first quarter of the season, or I guess it's not even quarter anymore because we have an extra week. But in those first four weeks, I mean, that's you know that's a huge game. Yeah, and I think if you have to have a 1A for that week, it's going to be that Seattle-San Francisco divisional game. Those are always close. Those are always close games. That'll actually be a regular. It'll be a 4.05 late window on Fox. You figure that will be the late game, then America's game of the week on Fox. Yeah. I also think that Pittsburgh-Green Bay is interesting. If Ben is back, then that's a really good game. But if Ben's how he played at the end of last season, then yeah, Green Bay should smack them. But we'll see. All right, well, we've got to hit a break. Uh, this segment was sponsored by Rockwell. Rockwell is now hiring for their new facility in Rants, and all employees receive competitive benefits and receive, receive competitive wages and great benefits plans, training programs that support their career growth. Go to rockwelljobs.com slash radio. We'll break down the next four weeks when we come back on the finals for the final segment of the Sports Mix. All that lives outside ain't got a buddy named Buddy. Hi, I'm Annette McDonough, and I am the designer at Orsini's in Martinsburg, West Virginia. We welcome you into our store to show you a complete line of what we do here. We design your cabinetry, quartz countertops, granite countertops, hardware, anything for the full remodel of your kitchen and your home needs. We also do bathrooms, and we have flooring available too. We make sure that your project with Orsini's is the best in the market. Welcome to Orsini's. Orsini's.com. WDU Medicine East Heart and Vascular Institute has expanded and is now accepting new patients. With the recruitment of new board-certified cardiologists and interventional cardiologists, as well as the addition of two new offices, the WVU Medicine East Heart and Vascular Institute team can provide the best in heart care to our region. For more info on the cardiology services provided nearby in Martinsburg, Winchester, and now in Hagerstown and Shepherdstown, go to our website at mywvheart.com. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Then sign up for Basic, Intermediate, and Advanced Defensive Handgun courses. Valley Guns 2 has a 197-acre complex in Hampshire County with a 2,400-square-foot indoor facility and various ranges. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or phone 304-229-4411. 
You've put up with your water long enough. It's time for Sunset Water Services, your local water solution since 1989, to fix your water problems. Get better tasting, better smelling, and better looking water today. Say hello to drinking your own delicious water for pennies per gallon. Say yes to healthier skin and hair and to softer and brighter clothes. Sunset Water Services delivers your bags of salt to you, so they'll save your back too. And our products come with a one-year satisfaction guarantee. Call 304-754-9031 for a free water quality test today. Sunsetwater.com. Hi, I'm Spencer Dupuy. Hi, I'm Nick Verzellini. Come out and join us August 25th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. for the Rocks Local Market Grand Opening located at 8310 Martinsburg Pike, Shepherdstown. Our show, The Sports Mix, will be broadcasting live 12 to 1, featuring interviews from Shepherd athletes. Again, please join us August 25th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at 8310 Martinsburg Pike to check out the new Rocks Local Market and meet Shepherd athletes. We look forward to seeing you there. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to the final segment of the sports mix. This final segment is presented by the Marius group, the uh, Marius group and enterprise Ameriprise financial advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy call Ameriprise financial services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg, West Virginia. So we'll continue our breakdown of the NFL schedule with the top games each week. We're going to go now to week five. Some big games that week include uh, the Rams at Seattle, Green Bay at Cincinnati, Miami at Tampa Bay. New uh, division NFC East division game is the Giants at the Cowboys. Then you have San Francisco at Arizona, Buffalo at Kansas City, and then the Monday night game is Indianapolis at Baltimore. What's your game of the week? Surprisingly, it's a Thursday game. I like that Rams-Seattle one. I think uh... – those two teams will probably battle for the NFC West title, so it's a crucial game. It's a Thursday night game, which is rare that I like Thursday night games because usually they're bad. But I think that one should be pretty good. I'm excited to see Stafford and going up against Adams in that defense and then Wilson versus that really good Rams defense. For me, I think it's got to be the Sunday night game, Buffalo at Kansas City. you got Josh Allen versus Pat Mahomes. That's two of the top quarterbacks in the league, two of the top make uh two of the top quarterbacks with the top contracts. I mean, that's going to be a great game overall to be a great Sunday night game for NBC to get ratings wise. I think that'll be a great ratings game if we're talking about the ratings numbers. But I think a football game, it's going to be a great game. You have the Bills who are a team on the rise versus the Chiefs who are two are a team that are staying at the top. I think overall it's going to be a great game to see if you can see uh, if both teams can get the, the passing game going. Now on to week six, some notables are the Thursday night game, Tampa at Philly, and then the I guess this is a London game, 9.30 a.m., Miami versus Jacksonville. Then the will be one, getting up for that one. <laughs> the 1 p.m. game is Green Bay at Chicago Divisional matchup, and then Kansas City at Washington, um, Arizona at Cleveland, Cincinnati or Seattle at Pittsburgh, and then the Monday night game is Buffalo at Tennessee. What's your pick? Um, I'm going to go for that a game you didn't mention. I'm going with the Chargers and the Ravens, I think, because Justin Herbert is that young, exciting quarterback, and we kind of get to see how good the Chargers are. It will really determine this, but I think that's an interesting matchup because it should be a high-scoring game based on the offenses, but also Baltimore's defense we know is one of the best in the league, and the Chargers' defense – has been good at times, but weren't very good last year. So I think that's a prove-it game for L.A., especially if they're a good team this year. Yeah, for me, I, I think it's got to be the um, Seattle-Pittsburgh game. I mean, you got to see Russell Wilson, see what the Pittsburgh Steelers are in, you know, a third of the way nearly, or at week six through the season. That's a Sunday night game again. Pittsburgh Steelers are always a team that is always in it. 
no matter what. I mean, last year they were undefeated until the Washington football team beat them late in the season, or in the you know latter half of the season. So I think that'll be a great game. Yeah, and you got to consider too that I don't think Pittsburgh's had a losing season under Mike Tomlin. So I was going to bring that up here in a second as we transition to the next week. He doesn't have; they don't have a losing season. That's why he's still their head coach. As long as he's been their head coach, they've yet to have a losing season. Now into week eight. Starts with Denver at Cleveland on Thursday night. Week seven. Week seven. My fault. Jumping ahead of myself. You're getting excited. <laughs> I'm just ready for NFL to be back. Uh, so week seven, Cleveland or Denver at Cleveland Thursday night. Then the early window on Sunday has Washington at Green Bay, Kansas City at Tennessee, um, Baltimore or Cincinnati at Baltimore, and then in the later window. Chicago at Tampa Bay, Indianapolis at San Francisco is the uh, Sunday night game, and Monday night game is New uh, New Orleans versus Seattle. What's your pick of the week? Uh, give me the Tampa Bay Bears game. I think that's interesting. If the Bears – Andy Dalton says he's the guy, right? Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. We'll see how long I that laughed lasts. when I read that. Justin Fields thought- looked good. I want to see him against Brady, Bears defense. I think that should be fun. I think it's real. I think this matchup, and this is going to sound like a homer pick, but it's got to be Washington versus Green Bay. That's a good I, one. I think you have to see where this Washington team stands against one of the best teams in the NFC over the last decade, and two of the best quarterbacks in the league, Fitzpatrick and Rogers. <laughs> I mean, you're calling Fitzpatrick one of the best in the league? Okay, yeah, he's in the same sentence. Don't okay. Question it. All right. So yeah, that'll be a great game to see, especially how that defense will hold up against a top, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history. They held up pretty good against Tom Brady last last postseason. Now we're to the final week for our breakdown today on the show. That is week eight. Starts with Green Bay at Arizona. Then you got San Francisco at Chicago. Pittsburgh at Cleveland. And then New England at Los Angeles Chargers. Rams at Houston. Uh, Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Monday night is New York Giants versus Kansas City. Uh, you got one? Uh, yeah, I guess I got uh, Pittsburgh versus Cleveland. will be a big division game about halfway through the season to see how t- how both teams are. Give me that Green Bay-Arizona game. Another Thursday, so I'm starting to grow on the Thursday You're really liking those yeah. Thursday game picks. I mean, look, those are two of the teams in the NFC that I think have two of the better offenses. I think Rodgers versus Murray, veteran versus old young quarterback is always interesting. So I like that game. I think that should be a fun one in Glendale. In Glendale, Arizona on yep. a Thursday Ryan night. Ryan Cirque will be turning in. Marshall men's soccer player and WML alum. There you go. Well, not alum because it hasn't graduated yet. All right. So we've hit the end of the show today. We'll break down the final, I guess it's nine weeks of the season tomorrow on the show. And uh, we'll get into a lot more sports action as we hit a Friday before the first week of the high school football season in the state of West Virginia. That'll do it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. And... We will be back tomorrow for the Friday edition right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 and TV 10.